Still in the last week, got called Jordan uh, at least four or five times. <laughs> oh, brown hair, kind of skinny and glasses. glasses. You both run, right? Yeah, you're the same person. <laughs> and, and names start with a J. Yep. That is actually rather funny. There are a lot of J names going around, especially with this podcast. Judy, Jordan, Jonathan, Jerry's coming down a little bit. Yeah. We can just say Katrina and An's name start with J. Katrina yeah. and John, it'd be another John. <laughs> Jatrina kind of works. That's a new one. Yeah. <laughs> That's funky. Uh, like our theme. Shout out to my friend Evan Lloyd for creating that awesome podcast theme song. That makes me smile ear to ear every single time <laughs> I hear it. Clearly it's perfect because I just break into a huge grin every time and dance in my chair. Needs to do an album. Yep. Yeah. Album of podcast theme songs. <laughs> If he's looking for work, this is a promo. <laughs> one one minute little like grooves. So what have we been up to lately? Before we hop into our exciting theme of today. Uh, my life's been really busy. Can I start? Yeah, yeah. Great, thank you. Roll, roll with it. <laughs> All right, I will roll you with it. You want me to talk? Great. I love talking. <laughs> so I am at three places right now in my second year as a novice. Place one continuing from before St. Norbert Abbey, helping out with music and things, which I love. It's wonderful. Continuing to learn the organ. That's really wonderful. Place two, St. Norbert College. I'm taking philosophy courses there, ethics, and studying Thomas Aquinas and his works. I'm also helping teach a freshman first-year experience course called Gateway. And then I'm also at St. Willibard's Parish in downtown Green Bay, which is a bilingual parish, as you know, Spanish and English being in the Abbey, at the college, and at St. Willibard's Parish, literally three different physical places. It's just a lot of hopping around from one place to the other, which the learning is amazing. I love it. I love what's going on in my second year of novitiate. I just have to keep learning how to balance that so that I'm not doing too much in three places. Mm -hmm. Compared to your life, uh, yeah, it's pretty boring. Chicago Marathon coming up. That's right. That's next weekend. Yeah, so... Depending if, on when you're listening is, to this. Yeah, it might have already happened. Um, if so, congratulations, Frater Jordan, on finishing. Thanks. I'm just making I mean, an assumption right now. Yeah. I, I would assume I would finish. Probably not where I want. It'd be neat to qualify for Boston, but I'm on that edge. Uh, might not happen, but it could happen. Miracles can happen. Mir so. Miracles can happen. Yeah. So got that coming up. Seriously, going to school and training for a marathon? Not fun. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Brennan's brother, Chris, made his final vows and uh, was ordained to the diaconate at Moreau Seminary in the Basilica of the Sacred Heart on the university campus. So it was, uh, it was great seeing the different ways communities celebrate these events, this mm -hmm. giving of life to God, making vows, and uh, ordination. But it was there which leads into our topic of habit. We had a lot of questions. Uh, Father Mike, myself, and uh, Deacon Patrick was there. People had questions on what religious community we belong to. Some of them just made blanketed statements of, oh, look at this, we have the Dominicans here. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, where are they at? <laughs> 
Yeah. Where? And, Where? And like the, this puzzled look, like, isn't that what you are? And I'm like, no, we're Norbertines. And they're like, oh, the Norbertines. So one of the men looking at Holy Cross after the Mass, you know, just specifically asked, like, hey, what, uh, what community are you part of? And I'm like, oh, we're the Norbertines. And he's like, oh, me and the other guys were thinking that you were Dominican novices. And I was like, oh. <laughs> double hit. Double uh, hit. Double hit. <laughs> I'm like, actually, no. He's solemnly professed and I'm simply professed. And he's like, oh. And I'm like, gosh, not only a Dominican, but a novice. <laughs> Come on. Being a novice isn't that bad. So gross. <laughs> no. no, being a novice is great. That's this witness of uh, just wearing a habit sparked a lot of conversations and uh, hopefully clarified some misunderstandings, right? Mm-hmm. So it's amazing what you'll encounter and just how you dress and how you give witness to your life. And, you know, I was looking at uh, St. John Paul II's document, Vita Consecrata, and in section 25, this is the quote here. To make her presence visible in everyday life, especially in contemporary culture, which is often very secularized and yet sensitive to the language of signs. In this regard, the church has a right to expect a significant contribution from consecrated persons, called as they are in every situation to bear clear witness that they belong to Christ. Since the habit is a sign of consecration, poverty, and membership in a particular religious family, I join the fathers of the synod in strongly recommending to men and women religious that they wear their proper habit suitably adapted to the conditions of time and place. Boom. From a saint. (laughs) (laughs) Well read. Because we do wear the habit, there's a lot of encounters and engagement with other people. And I know you had a beautiful story. I did. It was really quite wonderful. Totally out of the blue. You're talking about the gas station one, right? Yeah. This is great. And you probably had more stories, but I, I remember this was amazing. This is one in particular. Yeah, I love this story. So this story begins, it's late in the evening. I'm doing some studying for a philosophy course because that's my life. Philosophy, philosophy. I get through my homework, get through my homework. Okay, so I go get gas. And instead of making it this thing I don't want to do, I decide ah, it's right next door to Zesty's, which has mm. frozen custard. So great. So two in one. I'll get gas for the car, which I needed to do, and get frozen custard. Knock on Frater An's door. Hey, you want to come along? He comes along. We go. We're driving. We're chatting. Fill up with gas. I'm still in my habit. And as I'm filling up with gas, Frater An is chuckling and looks. There's an A&W connected to this gas station. And he says to me, oh, uh, Jonathan, looks like you have um, some some uh, onlookers and like everyone in the A&W is looking out because yeah. why is our man in all white filling up with gas yeah. <laughs> filling the car up with gas so um, I chuckle and I mean that that happens as we talked about it kind of makes sense too 830 at night people aren't expecting someone to step out of a car in a white habit filling up with gas so mm-hmm. we chuckle and just continue our, our, our on our way I go in to pay for the gas inside and as I turn around to leave standing at the door is this young man who had noticed me in my habit and he looks at me and he says, hi. Like he initiates a conversation with me. And the next thing he says is, I was wondering if you could pray for me because I'm thinking of becoming a priest when I get older. Yes. So luckily in that moment, I had the wherewithal just to say, I would love to pray for you. That's great. He tells me his name. And I you know, say, you're certainly welcome to come with your family and visit us at the Abbey whenever you want. And 
nice little conversation. And he goes back and joins his mom at A&W, and I go back and see Frater An. And Frater An is, says, says to me, oh, it looks like you're doing your usual thing, you know, just talking to whoever comes up to you. I said, yeah, but this is a little different <laughs> conversation. So I tell him he has the same reaction as we just did talking. And the really wonderful thing is then this downpour of rain comes, so getting custard at Zesty's really is just <laughs> going to be inconvenient at this point. And we have no urge to have custard anymore because we're just so floored by this beautiful moment, um, which just reminded me, wearing our habit in public, we don't know how that's affecting the people around us. And in yeah. this case, this little guy who looked like he'd come from a soccer game and was probably getting a late dinner with his mom, comes up and asks me to pray for him because he's thinking about becoming a priest. That was the last thing I would have thought was going on in this boy's mind when he sees me in my habit. I had a Franciscan professor point out um, in class one time, he said, I don't, I don't understand how a medieval garment can make me more of a Franciscan. So he just wears like a college shirt and Dockers or something. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. This is definitely dated fashion, uh, mm -hmm. but it's also connects us to our lineage, to a tradition that has gone back centuries. We'll be celebrating 900 years in 2020, this kind of connects us to that past. For me, at least, as a second-year novice, especially when I go out in public, I reflect on if I'm wearing my habit beyond when I'm at a parish that, we're, that we have or at the college and I'm going like into a Walgreens quick or the gas station. Yeah, there is this degree of inconvenience that comes with that because yeah. people are going to stare or wonder. But the flip side to that is... You have conversations with so many people who you may never have had a conversation with. How many times at a Walmart someone randomly starts talking to me about faith in their life? I'm walking down the sidewalk. Someone walks past me and, like you said, asks, you know, who are you? What are you? What, you know, what's going on? And then you just mention that you're a seminarian and suddenly they, just, they want to talk about faith. And so you're actually just holding a door wide open to say, do you want to talk about faith? I'd love to. Yeah. We all are doing this together. You know, we're all on this journey together. Yeah, totally. Definitely a conversation starter. Mm -hmm. um, good and bad. So, yeah, walking the streets in Chicago, walking from our house to Catholic Theological Union, where we go to school. I've had several people make comments, like a crossing guard say, good morning, Father. Like, <laughs> morning <laughs> right right in that moment is it like do you want to be rude and like correct them i'm not a priest yet yeah <laughs> how yeah. am i supposed I'm to like, know i really got to get to class right um but i've had uh i've had one guy ask so i was walking with brother jacob when when he was studying studying uh down there we were walking and a guy with his girlfriend came up to us and he's like he's like so what are you guys? <laughs> and we were like, well, we're, you know, studying to be priests. We're part of a religious community. He's like, oh, cool. Like, oh, man, if you could send me some prayers, I'd appreciate that. And he's like, wait. And he's like, why am I being selfish? So give give my girlfriend here some prayers. Give my family, <laughs> my mom. And, and oh, that's like, beautiful. Yeah, so that, so that was cool. But, I mean, I had a case even where a person came up to me and was like, religion is dope. Spirituality is where it's at. I'm like, okay, and <laughs> just kept walking. But it, it provoked something in him, negative. But if I would have taken the time, maybe could have entered into something deeper of, well, why, why do you feel that way, right? And maybe come to a better understanding of one another.
building off of that too, to be a religious isn't to set us apart or make us better than the laity. So we have, a, I think, a particular call, a particular witness factor to our life and allowing others to enter into that Christian experience. Mm-hmm. So similar to this boy that I ran into at the gas station, had he not talked to me, I would have no idea that he was thinking that, right? So just trusting that that may be happening internally for several others. They're just not coming and talking to us like some of these people do. Yeah. And trust that God's working in their heart that way. Just asking yourself that question. Yeah, how do I visibly look any different? And, you know, it's not to say that there aren't some times where, where I can tell. It feels uh, just be easier to not wear my habit. Mm-hmm. Um, True that. I went to a Starbucks, actually, not too long ago, um, and I was going to drive through, but I forget why. Oh, I needed to go in and see. I was going to get a little um, food item for someone, so I'd, like, I didn't want to ask them to tell me what do you have all in there, right? So I needed yeah. to like actually go in and look. And I was amazed that this instinct was like, eh, but then I'm going to go into Starbucks, and people are going to wonder why this guy's in all white. And then... Thanks be to God, something in me is like, hey, stop that inner dialogue. Just park and walk inside and go buy coffee for crying out loud. <laughs> I think God speaks to us as religious in wearing a habit. Earlier in this podcast, you talked about being connected to 900 years of history, being connected to you know what our predecessors of the order lived and experienced and this commonality of a habit. In this regard, the church has a right to expect a significant contribution from consecrated persons called as they are in every situation to bear clear witness that they belong to Christ. And what does that mean? Like you said, what does that look like? Am I being Christ's love to others? And to some degree, that's really easy. Just smile and say hi. In a culture where it's easy to walk by each other, not recognize each other, for wearing our habit, represent Christ to people. Well, that's why we're even running with you, so we don't run in habits. But like, <laughs> It'd be a great challenge, but man, I'm sure I'd like destroy my yeah. habit, like rip a giant hole. And then... <laughs> Proud of Jonathan, you only get one. Why did you do this? Why? I used to be like you and like, hey, good morning on the trail. And then like going to Chicago, I started getting funny looks and I'm just like, okay, I'll just stop this. So now when we run up here and appear at the Abbey and you're like, good morning, and I'm like, I'm like. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Proud of Jonathan saying hi to everyone. Uh, yeah. This is rooted deep, deep, deep in my personality. You should know. My yeah. parents tell me that my first word I said as a child was hi. <laughs> and once I discovered the word hi, they, mom, mom's going shopping. I'm sitting in the shopping cart. And apparently every time we passed anybody, little Jonathan in the shopping cart, hi. The habit's an outward sign of an inward spirit. And so... Mm-hmm. We carry ourselves, um, we take who we are where, wherever we go, uh, with or without the habit. And so are, are we the same uh, without the habit in our running clothes as we are mm-hmm. wearing the habit going to Starbucks or right. St. Norbert College or wherever, mm-hmm. just the street? Yeah, the clothes don't define us, but it is a part that really helps us reflect. That's contrary to... Pop cultural opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Clothes make the man, or, right. or right. How, how's that go? <laughs> I actually don't know the phrase, but I know what you mean—the sentiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah that the clothes make the man, or make the make yeah. the person, right? Well, at least first impressions. It's true. Yeah. That being said, you know, I think about how, especially like Saint Norbert's time. Oh my gosh, the eleventh century, twelfth century, early twelfth century. Yeah. There's no way that you could keep a white habit clean. 
It was probably black by the after a week of work in the field. So. Seriously, say <laughs> Norbert. Ugh, you got. Well, I guess he wasn't a saint at the time when he was alive. Norbert, you got dirt on your habit again. Make sure you put it in the washing machine with OxyClean. <laughs> if only they knew <laughs> the fabric advances that the world would hold. Yeah. So I guess that's a wrap. Uh, send us any questions you have about our nonsense on the habit and. Maybe further explanations or mm-hmm. uh, or questions. thoughts, yeah, questions. Also, there is some information about our habit on our website at norbertines.org. So if you go there and look up habit in the search, you'll find an article called Deconstructing the Habit. As uh, we continue this week and the time ahead, uh, wishing you all uh, blessings and um May we continue to journey together in one mind, in one heart, on our way to God. St. Norbert, pray pray for for us. us.